I literally cannot believe where I am right now. I am having, I'm like shaking. <laughs> Too many memories. Dude, I'm in Boston. I just got off a plane from LA. And I cannot believe, I didn't understand where they booked the, um, the hotel, you guys. The amount of sex I've had. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but this is really where I perfected the Gluck Gluck, so just be grateful. Okay, let's go inside. I'm dying. Thank you. Oh my god. When was the last time you were here? Okay, the last time I was here was I think, I think like literally five years ago. So this is like a bar that is giving me serious, I wish I could say who, so who's now that is the first place I ever went and met him and I really was like to my friend like you have to have sex with him he's he's so hot that's where it all happened the memories that I have from this place are like shocking like I'm like I'm literally I feel like I'm like regressing and I feel like I'm almost back in college right now isn't this fucking sick it's so cool yeah like me in college I could never like I I was so out of my league here I have so much I have so much to say Lauren just said to me, Lauren's in the room right now. Everyone's probably like, Lauren's always with you. We cannot separate. Anytime we're tra I'm traveling, I'm like, how is she not going to meet me? Because she's also on the East Coast. She just texted me saying, I feel like I'm waiting for Santa to come down the chimney. <laughs> what? Jordan, how are you doing? Fabulous. <laughs> she's the real Santa. <laughs> she is the real Santa with the goodies. You guys don't understand the feeling I have right now. It makes me want to like cry. Like nostalgia that's overflowing in my body like I don't know how to begin sexy I wasn't looking through the peephole waiting for you literally the memories in this place Lauren have you had sex in here I literally said this is where the gluck gluck like was perfected I remember I encountered my first curved penis we have to talk oh like, I literally oh. had a dream about a curved penis the other night and I was like thank god Penis is not curved. No, neither is Matt. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, no, and this is no, I have a nightmare. I have a reoccurring nightmare that I'm giving a blowjob and the, and, the, and the curve hooks up under my mouth and I'm like, I'm not bad. It's your penis. Wait, wait, did you ever fuck a guy with a In high school. I had a curved <laughs> penis. Well, this, I probably can't made. say that. No. Oh my god, they thought that Henry and Bruce were coming. I know, we put the dog beds over there in the dog bowls. Oh, I like the contrast, Jordan. I know, right? Guys, it looks like we're making a porno. <laughs> it literally looks like we're making a porno. Like, it's like concerning. I feel like we should just podcast. And like, our food will get here and with the And we can eat chicken fingers in bed. Should we? Should yeah. we just like start podcasting? Yeah. Let's, let's sit down. This episode of Call Her Daddy is presented by David's Bridal. Size doesn't matter, fit does. Get the most perfectly fitting bridal gowns, bridesmaids, and prom dresses at David's Bridal. From sculpting satins to power mesh to booty ruching, David's designer gowns and dresses are known for five-star fit. Use code Daddy for 15% off all purchases during the month of March. This episode is brought to you by CoverGirl. 
We don't gatekeep around here, which is why I have to tell you about CoverGirl's Lash Blast Clean Topia Mascara, now available in ultramarine black. This plant-powered clean vegan mascara delivers up to 300% more volume than bare lashes and brighter, more wide awake looking eyes, all thanks to those ultramarine pigments for an intense black shade with hints of blue. Lash Blast Clean Topia Mascara, only from easy, breezy, beautiful CoverGirl. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whatever business you're running, wherever it's at, Shopify is here to help you do your thing and more. Whenever someone is buying merchandise from me, I am using the Shopify app. Get the support you need to grow with Shopify, Daddy Gang, if you have something that you are selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. We're currently in Boston. I just landed. Lauren landed like 30 minutes before me. Yeah. And I am in my feels right now. To give anyone context that's new here, I went to school um, in Boston. I went to Boston University and I had a lot of love for Boston and then a lot of not hate, but like you go through shit, yeah. you know, and then you're like, oh, my God, I need to get away from the place that I went to college. And when I left Boston, I haven't been back since. And so the and min- how long? How, how long ago did we graduate? Six years. Oh, my God. We're I'm getting so old. by that. Like, the fact that you have not been back to Boston oh, I thought you were going to say years. the fact that it's been six years since we graduated college and we're <laughs> old as fuck. I'm shook by that, too. So I haven't been back. And I landed. And I everything just came crashing back into my mind of memories and like even just the airport I know that sounds dumb but like every it just feels very nostalgic so we're currently staying at this hotel which we're gonna get into because my god the things I've done in this hotel specifically this room no I asked for room 501 (laughs) because my god the things have gone down in here um so we're here we're everyone there's we have people in the room right now we're eating chicken fingers we have spicy margs let's cheers mine's not spicy I don't do spicy okay so Let's just start with story time. So we are currently at the Liberty Hotel in Boston. So when I was in school, and you don't know these stories, Mm -mm. as a college kid, this is like, this was like the coolest hotel to go to because there's this bar downstairs called the Alibi. And also to give you context, this hotel used to be, I think, like a jail that's turned into what looks like almost this like haunted cool hotel look. Like it's almost like a club vibe. I walked in and I was like, Oh, this is fun. And like, I was checking in. They're like, okay, so you know, tonight there's a DJ on the main level. There's a DJ in the bottom level. I'm like, we got two DJs going. Yes. Like I'm thriving. Yes. So every single time, whether it was like a rich dude or an athlete or whoever, people would stay here. And obviously as like a broke college kid, we would always want to come here because there would be rich dudes here. And it was like a dope vibe of a bar and we would get fucked up. And then it would be fun if like a guy had a hotel room. Cause we could like after party there. So when I think of this hotel, the one story that comes to mind is my roommate and I, and I don't want to say her name because she for like, she has a job. So we go to a day party at this like gem um, bar place. I don't know. It's like a day club thing. And we, so we get there and there is this, these two Patriots players there. I had been on a date with one of them at one point. And at the time for let me rewind so I go on the state with this Patriots player in the summer and he starts what DM- year of college I'm going into my sophomore year on this date so I'm like a fucking baby but you're not 21 yet. I'm not even 21 okay I have my sister's ID I'm Catherine Cooper 
So I will never forget. He DMs me and my friend Bridget is driving her car on and she's like a huge Boston girl. And I who's calling me? Matt, it's not the time. I'm telling stories of my exes. Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Hold on. So we're driving, and I will never forget this guy. I know I'm swerving, but it will all make sense. So I'm... I'm dri- we're, Bridget's driving, and I tell her who DMs me, and she quite literally almost swerves off the road. Because, like, as a Boston girl, like, this guy was, like, Tom Brady, and then the other person, like... We'll bleep this out. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was so fucking hot at the time, and, like, whatever. So he DMs me, and he asks me out on a date. And he... I didn't know he was joking because I don't know this man to asks me if I want to go bowling. Okay. So in my mind, like I am so trying hard to be like, how do I look hot to go bowling? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm going out with him. Like I need to be wearing heels and like look fucking hot. But I put on Jesus sandals from Target. Okay. Why? Because I'm like, I was trying to be like chill girl. And at the time. What are Jesus sandals? You know, you know how. Like the, the, like the leather, like cross, yes, cross, yes. cross, cross, cross. But at the time they had like some jewels on them. Like that's how bad it was. But also like they were kind of in back at the time. Okay. So I'm, I put on my Jesus sandals. I remember I put on skinny black jeans and then I put on this like brandy melville like, bodysuit no maroon little like flowy pebble on no <laughs> because no. i was i was trying also mind you watch which is so weird in my mind like you guys i was a fucking whore in college and the way that i, I know dressed. Look, like i was gonna say like you dressed really slutty but that sounds just bad bad peplum i i don't know this is what was happening most of my girls weren't around while i was getting ready and it was just like me bridget my one friend lauren and like rachel and everyone was like maybe it's good if you show that you don't care like do you know what i mean a little like With i don't like a peplum and <laughs> jesus so the point is i remember he picks me up and you guys like I'm in college I have nothing to my name and this man drives up and all of my college roommates were like renting um we have like an apartment are looking out the window and his Porsche rolls up and it's like all blacked out and I'm like jizzing my fucking pants I can't believe this guy's taking me on a date I get in this fucking car and I'm literally like oh my god so like where do you go bowling in like Boston like where are we going and he literally looked at me he was like what and I was like where are we going to bowl and he was like we're going to icon the club i'm not taking you bowling that was a joke i'm in jesus no. sandals with about to roll up to the fucking club in jesus sandals and a peplum top and i look so bad i've never looked worse and i'm going to icon do the you club. change do you change no we're already driving in this little do they, do, they, do they even let you into a club yes. in not heels <laughs> Lauren, yes so we roll up to icon and i remember everyone's like freaking out and like this is the point where like i was such a cleat chaser i was like i hope someone gets me a picture i'm like <laughs> i'm like leaning into him like, like you're like oh, right there no, no, literally i'm like i need the clout so we go to icon i have never felt uglier i'm disgusting whatever so this is the only time and so afterwards thank god the, he actually wanted to go he asked me to go back to his hotel room and hook up with him i'm like oh no no, because i was like i need to see if he'll ever like invite me back because i need to see, like i need you would think i would actually would have fucked him to be like i'm more than just the jesus sandals and the peplum top. yeah but something in me that night was there's like i'm going home my... there's a freak in the peplum yeah so i gave up and i go home that night and i did hear from him again which was great and i feel like it's just because like everyone fucks him i didn't fuck him but really i was just feeling really insecure about my situation <laughs> and i I, like purposely didn't shave that night because I was like I will mm. not fuck him so fast forward to that's the only time I ever see him in person the next time I see him is we go to gem so I go with my roommate and it's we start day drinking and he shows up with one of his teammates and immediately I'm like 
I have a bodysuit in and I have socks in. You know how I have that oh, trick? Yeah. I don't yep. do it anymore, but I used to put socks in my bra and my tits look triple fucking D. Like you couldn't fuck with me and they were, you know, they're looking real. Were you wearing heels or Jesus I was wearing. I was wearing heels. I was wearing, making my pants look great. I looked great. Like I was looking finally great. I had my extensions locked in. Like I was like looking good. I was orange as Redemption fuck. time. Redemption time. I got my straight tan, my fake hair, my fake tits. I'm ready to go. So he rolls up to Jen with his roommate or his his teammate and i'm with my roommate and we're like this is fucking perfect we start partying with them and after jen we're so fucked did up you, did you approach him or did he approach you he well yeah that was interesting so he had like a corner um area that they brought him to and i was like like i wasn't doing this but i was like we need to get over there so i start like moving my way with my roommate and it was a slow balance of not looking desperate but i just needed to get eye contact with him yeah and he's never seen me look this good so i knew he didn't recognize you <laughs> He's like, literally, who's that? Oh, it's the fucking Amish bitch that I took on a date and I didn't even get a fucking kiss. He sees when you me. went on the date with him, did you do anything? Oh, we did make out. We did make out. It was a good make out. It was in the car. It was a goodbye kiss. Mm. He drove me home. So like I, no hands, anything? No hands. I literally couldn't look at myself. Like, I was mm. so mortified. And my friends, can't, literally my friends, I walk in the door and my friends are like, what happened? And I rip off my sandals. I'm like, we didn't go fucking bowling. We didn't go fucking bowling. We went to Icon. And everyone's like, oh, you fucked up. Like, and most of my friends. I would die. Like, dude, I don't know if I would go. Imagine he just rolls away from the house and I'm literally looking down and I didn't even have my toes painted really. Like, it was bad. Oh, because you thought you were going to put on bowling yes. shoes. <laughs> I oh. thought I was strapping into the bowling shoes. The whole situation was actually so bad. And I will say, like, I would say in college, like, I was really with it. And that was one of the biggest laps in judgment I ever had. You would never make that mistake. like Ever. Ever. Like, post-college, Alex worked in New York City streets. Never. Never made never, that mistake. Never. I would rather be late an hour to make sure I look so fucking no, good. No, they would have said, I'm taking you bowling. And you said you would have said, what the fuck, you a loser? No, you're not. Take me somewhere better. I would have said, no, we're going to, like, Nobu, and thank yeah. you. Here, I was like, okay, I'll go bowling with you. <laughs> so, finally, we didn't go bowling. I go to Icon. And I will never forget. I have to show you a picture. Someone took a photo of him. I do still have to this day. And I'm in the background. Drop the photo. I literally am in the We can blur his face. And I'm actually we have to I'm in the fucking background of this photo and I'm such a loser whatever so fast forward now I'm at the day club I see him and I walk over and I could tell he's like wait is that Alex and he's like shocked that I look good you know my roommate and I get into their little area we start partying we're drinking and now it's about like eight o'clock because we've been out then we meet up with them whatever and so then we are with them and they say do you want to go to the Liberty Hotel which is where we are now we are going to go and keep the party going. And my roommate and I are like, absolutely, let's go. And our other two soccer teammates that were there with us were like, you guys do know we have a 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And we're practice? Like, practice. Not full practice. And I, we're like, we'll be fine. Because when you go for a day drink, you think you're going to be asleep by like at least 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. So my roommate and I, we go, we start partying with them down at Alibi, which is the bar here. We're getting so fucked up. And finally, I don't know how we did this long, but it ends up being like 2, 3 a.m. We come back to his room and my roommate goes into the shower with <laughs> who's ex-boyfriend. Oh oh. Yes, yes. Yeah, just all having an orgy. So we did that too with <laughs> and his friend. And we went back to his <laughs> room and had, we didn't have an orgy, but... I hooked up with in the bathroom and then you had sex with in the bed. 
I did forget about Same. that. The athletes, they just like to stay together and then be like, I'll take the bathroom. You take no, the bed. you're so right. They like to be in packs. I don't know what it is. You're so fucking right. I, so, was, like, I was like, that's so weird. No, you you're do right. That? And I was like, we, we did, did it. So, so she goes into the bathroom and I hear the shower turn on. And I'm like, okay, like get it, girl. Get it, girl. And so he and I are on the bed. And there's like one of their random friends is like, on the couch like doing drugs or something and I'm like whatever so I proceed to whip out this man's penis because I'm so fucked up and I proceed to in just there's a guy over there fully watching me just give head and I begin to perfect the gluck gluck 9,000 right here in the Liberty Hotel. Okay, you guys, this man has a gorgeous penis. Everything's going great. I'm hearing my roommate in there absolutely having sex in the shower. I'm like we are locked and loaded. Finally, we just continue to all hook up. I didn't have sex with him that night, but we're having the mo- most fun. They come out butt naked. They're like, let's have more drinks. We're all fucked what up. What time is it at this point? All of a sudden, <clears throat> I look at my phone and I'm like, roommate, it is fucking 4.30 in the morning. Okay. We had a 6 a.m. So my so to give you guys that con- sounds terrifying. No. Okay, that's because we had sc- that's giving me scaries. You just saying that. Hey, imagine we're here. It's 4:30 in the morning. Because your coach is like intense. My right? coach was the biggest fucking cunt. And on top of it, which I'll get to, she had like such a specific fixation on me that like if I if I changed my hairstyle one day she'd be like did you do something different with your hair Alex like so creepy that I knew like she was always paying attention to me like so, if you were hungover she was gonna be like she was gonna know so I look at my phone and well, it you is, weren't even gonna be hungover you were gonna be still drunk I, we hadn't gone to bed so I grab my roommate I'm like put your clothes on it's 4 30 and so let me also give context my roommate and I were never the goody two-shoes on the team like we were good at soccer but we weren't going to always be the first ones to practice right like we're not the ones like in the locker room like we're ready coach so we I'm like we have to get to the locker room first we can't go back to our dorms because the girls will know we were out all night will the girls be pissed the girls would be pissed only because, which I can say now, and they would be like, yeah, we don't care. The girls would be pissed because they, they wanted to be there. Like, yeah. they wanted to be with us in certain moments. And it Would just, they have ratted you out? No, they just would have, like, maybe the upperclassmen would have because I think what started to happen was because we were underclassmen and we were infiltrating this, like, scene in Boston, some of the upperclassmen, I think, were definitely, like a what little the, jealous what, like, of like, like what the fuck you wait, like why are you guys getting to go party with the patriots and like we're in alston at a frat party and like i understood like it it just started happening and also you can relate to this any girl can fucking relate to this you're like we can't have more than two girls here okay yeah. like it, if we're taking one i'm taking my roommate if we have like a gaggle of girls it's you can't just, bring the whole team you can't <laughs> you can't so my roommate and i are, get into the uber and we're both like holy fuck like i i think i'm not fucked up anymore but like we have to go to practice we roll up and we are we take our heels off and we sprint across nickerson field which is where our practice is and it finally hits five o'clock we rush into the locker room no one's there yet we're the first people in our locker you room have, like, clothes there and stuff all of our uniforms are in our lockers. Do you have to practice in uniform? Yeah, we put you put practice uniforms on oh. for every practice. So we both are splashing our faces with water, wiping all of our makeup off. I think she gets in the shower. I was like, I can't get in the shower because everyone knows I would never have wet hair in the morning. Like, that's fucking psychotic. And so I... Like, <laughs> that's I, a dead giveaway. Like, I, no, everyone would be like, what the fuck did you do, bitch? Like, you were just having sex? So then we put on our outfits and we just sit in our lockers and slowly... The captains walk in and we're literally like, and they like, what the no. fuck is happening? Why are you the first ones here? They look at us and are like, why are you two here so early? And we're like, no. And we're 
both just like oh my god like we couldn't sleep like we were just ready for this oh my gosh, this is giving me like college nostalgia i want to go back like, no and it was so fun again because like the least try hard when it came to like i didn't give a fuck if like my coach knew i was first or last like i didn't care in terms of that I'm, like i'm gonna be good on the field but like i wasn't get goody two shoes vibe. yeah so all of them were like something's wrong like why are you guys here and especially my roommate who was even at times more of a degenerate they're like the two of you did are up something so you know when you're hungover or fucked up and you have to almost channel that kind of energy where you're like I either have to focus so fucking hard that you end up Were like... Were you still drunk? I was not drunk. I just felt that feeling in if you like haven't gone to sleep where it almost feels like everything's so bright and you're almost like having a hard time keeping up with what's going on because you're like, my eyes almost feel like crusted. like Bloodshot th- like probably? Bloodshot and they like need to close. And I was like, I'm ready for a 6 a.m. And to people that didn't play sports... Why Why was it 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. Like, what was the because purpose it was, behind that? So it was spring season. And most people think spring season's easier because that's our off season. It's worse because 6 a.m. It's like where you go to die. You're doing fitness. You're doing sprints. You're doing like. like You're just like training. Awful. So we go out and I love her so much because my poor roommate, we went complete opposite directions because my coach was such a fucking psychopath about me. I was like somehow I channeled within my body like. And I had the best practice of my life. I, like, it was almost like I was overcorrecting so much that everyone was like, damn, Cooper, like you're really like I was scoring and I was running and I was like, I was almost like an adrenaline rush and I was yeah. going to crash. My poor roommate, <laughs> she literally in the middle of practice, like she is whiff, whiffing balls. Like she's like missing everything. And she was one of the fastest on the team losing in the race. is like awful. And finally she leaves practice in the middle, middle of practice, practice and says she, she has to go to the bathroom. And all the seniors are fucking pissed because they can tell. That she's hungover? They can tell. They can tell something. They don't think she's hungover. They don't think she's sick? No, they fucking know. They know we were fucking out. And so she goes to the locker room. Are you associated with her? Yes, but they're also like, Cooper's lights out right now. Why is she scoring all these goals? Like, (laughs) we want to yell at her. Like, I think that was a lot of it was like, they always wanted to yell at me, but like, I was good. So they were like, oh, fuck you. But like, don't do it again. My roommate was like struggling. I'm like, I felt so bad for her. And like her hair started to look like really like it just looked bad. She goes to the locker room and the poor girl is gone for 15 minutes. And and I'm trying to cover her from like, oh yeah, she said she was having like bad diarrhea. Like, I don't know what's going on. Finally, she comes back and she tells everyone, like, sorry, like, I have explosive diarrhea. Like, it's like a girl's soccer team. My co- she says it in like earshot of my coach. So my coach thinks she has explosive diarrhea. And she comes over to me and she's like, Alex, I just went into the locker room. In- puked my brains out i puked my brains out and then i just laid on the carpet of the locker room and took a quick 15 minute nap and then she comes back out to practice she was struggling so fucking hard if someone if like if she got caught is that something that you you kicked off the team no we would get a punishment which my coach always did to the two of us like there would there were girls on our soccer team that got um caught like drinking over drinking and they got sent to the hospital and had to get their stomach pumped and my roommate and i would like forget our binder to a meeting and she was like 10 mile bike and we're like the girl just, that just got her stomach pumped didn't she just got like a slap on the wrist and she like hated us so much and so i would we would get a 10 mile bike and then there it would she would progressively make it worse where she was like she would take away the seat on the bike and it was an aerodyne bike what? where you could do arms and like so that was like my first experience with the liberty and and to wrap it up my that night was one of the 
beginnings essentially of my relationship with the Liberty Hotel like I was gonna say with the greater Boston sports teams no actually like (laughs) all of a sudden my roommate and I would just always come here and we would always find ourselves in truly like the most fun situations I was so broke I had no money I was in college and I just look back and I'm like it was so cool to go to school in a city where I was able to do these things and meet these type of people And I was just, it was just so cool to be able to like come to these places. Like we would literally split the Uber and be like, we can't, we can't, we couldn't afford one of those drinks. Like, so we're just like hoping to run into people and almost every single time we would run into someone. And then that was the other time I was going to tell you about the curved deck, but we can move on from that. But I I, I encountered, it was one of the (laughs) hottest hockey players I've ever hooked up with. He's so hot. And I remember... Um, at, uh, my roommate. He's a curved dick. He's the, the largest curved dick I've ever come across. Like thick and curved, or s- both skinny and curved. Both. Because I encountered a skinny and curved once, and I think a thick and curved is better because a skinny and curved, it's like, like close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes with me, close your eyes, open your mouth, lean forward like you're gonna go down, and imagine like a little curved pencil going down your throat, <laughs> like. Okay, now I'm ready. Now close your eyes and imagine a curved banana going down your throat. That that feels better, right? Okay, but let me tell you. Tell me. Have you ever? Okay, (laughs) sucking dick. I agree. Have you ever had sex with a thick curve? And then this way, the curve is against you, and you're like. Lauren, I love that you remember this because let me be so clear. The guy that I only sucked his curved penis and it was definitely difficult for my throat. I went and met up with this guy when I then lived in New York and I had sex with him and he lied and he said that he um, was broken up with his girlfriend and now they're married um, and he fully cheated on her with me. Can we just put a lot of beeps and beeps? And I guess we're going to have to. I'm sorry. We're just saying athletes names. Half of them, you guys. No, this care. is pretty matter. juicy though. Okay. So, but so anyway, so I, I experienced and I will never forget because my roommate and I were really good with each other where we always just whore each other out and so we she was like i really want to get invited we were like we really want to get invited to their party tomorrow night but it's like getting late tonight we could tell they were just like after partying in the room and she was like we were leaving and he's so like, like you're trying to get invited to the hotel yeah after party. yeah and so he like randomly walked into his room and my roommate pulls me in and she's like you need to go in there and you need to suck his dick and you need to do whatever you do with that fucking mouth that's gonna get us invited to that party tomorrow and i said on it and i go in he's just randomly like coming out of the bathroom and i'm like get down and i push him down on the bed and i rip his fucking pants off and lo and behold it is the largest <laughs> curved penis i've ever seen in my Can life you show me the girth this i would say like this that's pretty thick this just thick, to begin with this thick and i'm not it was i think to this day it was the biggest penis i've ever encountered and it was curved and it was can you like, deep throat a curved penis so i did that night because i needed to get to that party lauren when i tell you like like i was clocked out you know like i was ready to go home and like yeah. when i tell you like my roommate and I Your were Your shift all, had ended that night. Oh, my shift was over. Like, my shift was over. I did what... I got us in the room. We were schmoozing. So we're walking out. We're basically saying bye. And I go in and I push him down. And again, I was clocked out. I wasn't thinking. I had never encountered something like this. I'd never seen something of this girth and this magnitude and this curvature. curvature. <laughs> so, so I was like, damn, my work's cut out for me. Like, this is not what I expected. So I did it. And and what I did is, like, I, I did more of that, like down like you just kind of have to come up i guess and so like, the curvature it's so easy to snag a tooth don't you agree though like a little like nick and it's like that's nothing to do with my skills fix the angle of your penis you want to like almost like crack it like a broken nose <laughs> yeah. 
so there was like a lot of sucking dick there was a lot of gluck glucking and just like a lot of perfecting the craft and where Caller Daddy really was like beginning to brew. And, and that was why I'm feeling very nostalgic and um, I'm happy to be at the Liberty Hotel, which I just realized I'm not sure the Liberty Hotel is going to be like, oh my God, tag us in this. As I'm just being like, <laughs> I got railed here. I suck dick here. We love it. <laughs> They're like, nope. If you're looking to have a steamy honeymoon, the Liberty Hotel is your place. The vibes, the sex, the dicks are immaculate. Come on over to the Liberty Hotel. And if you're just looking for a rich fucking guy, the Liberty Hotel. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Woo. Okay, so that's my experience in Boston. Is this your first? This isn't your first. We've My been- first rodeo in Boston? I was going to say. Are you we- really asking me that? We've- I just looked Lauren in the eyes and as I was about to say, is this your first? And it, it was almost like that that's so raping moment of like, I just remembered it all. Yeah. We've done Boston together once. Mm-hmm. Why don't you One tell night. the story? Why don't you tell the story? Begin it. It was the summer between junior and senior year of college. Yeah. And that's when you and I really, like, so freshman year and sophomore year, you, you and I of were, college of college Lauren and I were doing our own things in college Lauren was at Tulane I was in Boston we, we were, were like, very far apart very far apart and you were very deep in soccer and you were very deep in sorority life no <laughs> no you oh, oh. Well, that just makes you sound like a loser Wait. you're over there playing D1 soccer I'm like yeah I love my sorority <laughs> you were like the treasurer weren't you <laughs> the secretary Alex <laughs> that is serious work and you were going, you were like, you were doing your thing. And you were like, you got a boyfriend. You were going through. <laughs> you were busy. You were busy drinking in Tulane. And yeah. I was busy doing my thing here. Yeah. So the first two years of college, Lauren and I were like, I don't need to talk to you. Like, we're, we're both like doing our thing in college. Yeah. I love you. We'll talk. It's fun. like cousins where you can just pick right back yeah. off where you left off. So junior year going into senior year, our summer specifically, we like started working out. We worked out together every day. <laughs> we both were in Pennsylvania yeah. for our summer. Like usually I would spend it in Boston. You would be in Tulane. Yeah. So we were both in Newtown for the summer. Losers. So we, yeah. <laughs> so we were hanging out every day. Wait, working were you out. delivering pizzas? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And that's, that's a whole I- nother story. <laughs> I almost got blackmailed with all. Okay. Yeah. Alex yeah. was blackmailed. Lauren's delivering pizzas. I jump in her car. I'm sobbing. Well, we have so many stories to tell, but let's stick to this one. So Boston. Okay. So you're like, I need to go get my hair highlighted and fuck a guy. Do you want to come with Boston? Do you want to come to Boston with me? And I was like, yeah, that sounds really fun. Like so surface level. There's a quick agenda, Lauren. So we did a road trip. I didn't really like know what we were getting ourselves into and we get to Boston and you're like, all right, like, don't worry. Like I'll figure out plans for us. Like I'm cooking up like four different options. Like we'll pick the best option. And we were going to go hang out. But he was like, sorry, I just jumped on a uh, helicopter to like whatever the fuck. And I was like, Lauren's like, classic. Oh, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I have friends jumping on helicopters too. Like <laughs> same. So I didn't really know what we were getting into here. I thought we'd be doing like bars and college parties. And we go out and we are literally, I don't even know who this man was. We were with this large man who had an Escalade, and we were going from place to place, skipping lines, like going into clubs. I had never had bottle service before, like having bottle service. I was like, Alex, are you the mayor of Boston? What is happening? Who are these people? Who are these athletes? And then I can't tell any more of the stories. I remember nothing else. Okay, so this is the saddest part. This was like the guy that, Gave me chlamydia and was a bartender. I remember his name. So this guy that I started fucking in Boston, it got dark, you guys. There were certain moments where, like, I had to swoop in, whatever. The story goes, Lauren gets so fucked up. 
he, this guy that I start hooking up with, brings Lauren back to the dorm. I proceed to go he all carries my body into the bed. I proceed to go back to Southie with him. I proceed to have sex with him, and he proceeds to give me chlamydia. <laughs> That is how our time in Boston <laughs> went together. Literally after that, I remember, because you brought me to Planned Parenthood when we got back to Oh, our- yeah, you're right. We get back. We went to Planned Parenthood in Trenton. <laughs> no, you guys, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm in the car with Lauren. I call her at her pizza job. We get back from our debaucherous, deba- like, craziness. We get back to PA, and just something ain't feeling right. And you're like, Lauren, I don't have a good feeling. Like, I know I didn't ha- use a condom. I'm like, what time do you get off your pizza shift? And Lauren's like, I'll be off in 30. I'm like, no, you got in the car, and you came on my last delivery with me, and then we went right to Planned Parenthood. Lauren's like, I got one more pizza to deliver. We're like, in New Town, Pennsylvania, like, my boss, like, fully was like, Lauren, you cannot just pick up friends and bring them on your pizza delivery. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that is what I will do. I'm like, no, I delayed the car. I'm like, I'm a girl. It's getting dark. Don't you want me to be safe? Meanwhile, I'm like, I am fully have an itchy V. I have something wrong. I have chlamydia. Let's go. So Lauren's like, bye, sir. We get the pizza. She delivers it. All's good. You know, they gave a great tip. We go to Trenton. We go to Trenton, New Jersey. Why did we go to Trenton? Because we were like, we knew. There wasn't, that was the closest Planned Parenthood, I think. Well, there was one, I think, directly in our town. But I was like, I can't be seen. Like, no one can know. And so we drive all the way to Trenton, New Jersey. We go into Planned Parenthood. I get my test. And Lauren's in the waiting room like this. How'd it go? And I'm literally like, I have fucking chlamydia. And I'm waiting for my HIV test. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And Lauren's like, it's going to be okay, Al. And so we get in the car. We, like, went and had a drink that night. And that was it. But, yeah, like, we, it's so crazy. But we haven't been back to Boston since. And we haven't been back since. And cheers to not getting chlamydia this time. I have not had chlamydia since. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. Wait. (laughs) Oh my god. Alex. This episode is brought to you by new Garnier Fructis hair filler with vitamin C G. Many things can damage your hair like heat styling and bleaching, but the all new Garnier Fructis hair filler systems can reverse up to one year of damage to your hair smoothness in just one use, giving you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. And all Garnier products are approved by Cruelty-Free International under the Leaping Bunny program. New Garnier Fructis hair filler pre-shampoo, shampoo, conditioner, and serum are available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, drug, and select grocery stores. Learn more at GarnierUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whatever business you're running, wherever it's at, Shopify is here to help you do your thing and more. Whenever someone is buying merchandise for me, I am using the Shopify app. Get the support you need to grow with Shopify, Daddy Gang, if you have something that you are selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. 
That's a good question. So someone behind the camera, you know, the crowd is asking questions. Sure. Now we open we got, it we up. Got, we got a question. We got a question Jordan's from the asking. crowd. The, the question is, is how did I know about the athletes? So it was kind of in multiple different ways. One, because I saw my dad with the Flyers in Philadelphia and he would Your all- dad wrote you a playbook. He's my like, dad- Alex, I'm going to sit you down, baby girl. Here's how you infiltrate the athlete dick. My poor father is like, and all he said growing up is you can never date an athlete. And I'm like, that's all you show me. Like, this is all I see, dad. Like, it's all I want. So I kind of knew, like, they go to random bars. And so I always wanted to go to a city place because I felt like I was always like, I, I just wanted, I've always wanted to date older guys because I was just like an asshole. And I was like, I want someone to pay for things that I want to feel like, I don't know. I wanted to feel like you were, you were chasing it. Yeah, I was chasing it. I was chasing it. You were dreaming big. The, the real true point of how I actually got though involved in it is Barstool Sports when they posted me as the smoke show of the day. It changed my life because it was up for a couple hours until my coach called me and told me to take it down and <laughs> thanks but it it did enough damage i will never forget i was driving out of the city with bridget to her parents house my um the goalie on our soccer team and we were going to her parents house and they posted me and in that short time period i got a lot of followers on instagram at the time i think i got like i literally had like 30k followers randomly as i'm like driving out to the outskirts of boston and i was like holy shit this is crazy and that was the first time i remember a an athlete dm'd me because he saw my picture there and then all i needed was like all you need is one all you need (laughs) is one because what happened was once i met that one and it was a it was a hockey player that messaged me i then met him with his hockey player um it's actually interesting yeah he was real low budge and he was like very giving prude energy but i was like if i meet him i'll meet his teammates and so i went and met him at a bar and then he was with his teammates. And so naturally, I immediately homie hopped before I even fucking like touched his skin. I was like, goodbye, you're fucking nothing. But I want this one. And we immediately started to infiltrate. So it was like, if you can just find one, they come in packs. Then I infiltrated there. And then slowly, I also started to DM some. Like I would, then I got like confident enough to be like, who cares if they don't and, like, message knowing me where back. to go? Yes. That was when like I started to realize like at my time in Boston, I don't know if it's relevant anymore, but like West End Johnny's was like a sports bar that had an underground place. And like that's where I remember one night Red Sox and Bruins players were all there. And that's where I met like the Red Sox guy that I ended up having like a relationship with. But it, that kind of shit, I think you just got to go for it. And it doesn't have to be an athlete. Like now I look back and I'm like athletes. I mean, sure, if you're with an athlete, cool. But like they're all kind of like the fucking same. It was more just about the fun, like thrill of the status feeling of like getting to go into these like exclusive places. Like I just thought it was fun in college to have that. But I think advice to anyone if you're trying to like get infiltrating, if you want a doctor, if you want it, wherever you just find one. DM them shamelessly and just be like, yo, what's up? Like, I just came across your page. You're super cute. Like, you want to meet up for a drink? My girlfriends and I are going to be at blah, blah, blah tonight. And you can always keep it chill if you say, I'm going to be with my girlfriends. And if he's like, oh, none of my friends are going out tonight. Cool. Come meet up with us. So it's like, be aggressive. And who cares if you don't? There are so many DMs that guys like didn't fucking answer or didn't read. And I was like, okay, on to the next. But that's how it kind of started. It just like, you just have to take chances. And again, it just takes one. Take a risk. Take a chance, make a change, and break away. So that's that. That's, um, you know, getting dick in Boston 101 and cl- cl- chlamydia. So. Well, that's a good title, getting dick in Boston, get, sucking dick and getting chlamydia in Boston. Okay, that's the good. <laughs> that's it. Cheers. Let's do a little questions of the week. 
questions. We are going to do some question daddy game because as much fun as we're having over here, we want you guys to feel like you're part of this. Mm-hmm. And you guys have written questions to me. Let's put our heads together and try to help the daddy <laughs> gang. And you know what? We're going to do our best. I'm going to hope that you're asking me something that I've asked my therapist and I'll just recycle her advice. Perfect. Okay. Daddy gang said, can we talk about age gaps? There is a guy I have liked for almost a year now who is eight years older than me. This past spring, he reciprocated feelings and ensured me that we could be something despite our age gap. But I turned him down and I've been heartbroken since. Does age matter? I'm in my early 20s and he is almost 30. And I just worry we're in different phases of life. But why can I not stop thinking about him? Oof. Context first. We both have age gaps. We both are dating older boyfriends. Yours is more mm-hmm. significant age gap than mm-hmm. mine. Yep. So I get the hesitation because you feel like you're in such different places. But like, for example, if you're saying you're in your early 20s, I don't know if you're in college. If you are, I could see it's a little difficult to be in college and then have a boyfriend that's like in the working world and you're trying to like go to parties and have fun. But then I would be sad and regret if I tried to like dull out my college years to please someone. Yes. Like, I would look back, and I would be very sad about that. If I tried to be like, no, all my friends are going out, but, like, I don't need to go out, and, like, I can, like, do this, and, like, I'm doing it because, like, a certain person. I think that's what you have to check in with yourself is, like, are, is the reason that you are you are hesitant about this person is because of actually just the age gap, just in itself, that you're, like, worried about the optics? Because if you're worried about the optics, who gives a fuck about the optics? I really don't think that you should overthink it. Who gives a fuck if people judge you? Half the time, if you're dating someone the same age, there's already issues in that conversation, right? If you're worried because you actually have different interests and life things, I would consider, like we said about the college thing. Well, The college thing comes to mind, and, like, what also comes to mind is, like, like something my my boyfriend and I have felt is like I'm at a point in my life where like my social circle and my friends they still hang out every single weekend mm-hmm. and he is older and most of his friends are married some are having mm-hmm. children and they're they're at the point in their lives where like they're hanging out once a month once every two months and can I adapt like what my social like my mm-hmm. social life is and can he adapt what his social life is right I think it's about just like merging your lives and seeing if you can do it actually take the age gap away if you are going to figure out how to merge your lives it These will are work issues that are, like come up if you're the same age yeah how do we merge our social lives together do we have the same expectation yes. of a timeline yes it's all the same shit yeah. we're These all things are always a factor they might be more exacerbated yeah. and like the differences if you're have a big age gap yeah fuck people that are judging you if you want to go for something you sometimes just have to learn for yourself and maybe you'll learn like oh i want something closer to my age or maybe you'll realize oh wait i really do like the parts of his maturity that i'm leaning towards and like figure it out for yourself okay how do you get out of a codependent friendship i live with my best friend and i love her but our friendship has become codependent help sos i love you we have both had situations like this i would even verge to say we were like codependent for a hot sec maybe it was more me than you Lauren's <laughs> <laughs> like i was really liking that couch not- yeah <laughs> no i think um this is the thing i personally think codependent friendships are inevitable for a 
in moments of a period of time. If you're going through something similar, if you're both single, if you're both, especially a new city, city, like just, yes, going through the same shit. Cause it's hard to get codependent with someone if they're in a relationship and you're single. Yeah. Like, you kind of have to all of a sudden be like really Synced on, the, up on like the same page, same fucking cycle. Okay. But I want to give that some like grace. Like I think it's really easy to do in a friendship if totally. you are if kind of going step by step and stride by stride yeah. in life together especially if it's in moments that you are needing someone to be there for you like I don't care if let's for example I was gonna say out of college is hard no going to college and you had that one friend that you went into college with or the one friend you immediately make in college like any moment that you need a friend that you need that support and that that person in that moment too needs it all of a sudden you can be codependent I think the issue becomes one person naturally will always start to pull away and Mm -hmm. be like I'm ready to fucking soar on my own you needy ass bitch get off my arm like get the fuck away from me and then you're saying what do I do and I think if like not handled properly then that's how friendships break up yes and I don't think they need to break up no okay this is what I would say you need to start actually as uncomfortable as it is saying no to things and also really doing things where you're actively not inviting them I think going from codependent to then trying to get independent you can almost feel like you're being a bitch and you're being rude and but you actually are just being a human being that's individually surviving and doing things like you guys aren't attached at the hip I think a self-aware person will probably start to take the cues another person might not so let's role play okay we're gonna be really healthy here is we're gonna head we're gonna address it head on we're gonna have a conversation okay so let's imagine that this is not might not be that hard to imagine okay. <laughs> that we're living together and we're attached to the hip yep. and we need to trail it back a bit it's becoming to the point where it's just assumed we're gonna do absolutely everything together and we it, we naturally and healthily we need to have some separation mm-hmm. And you love me. You don't want to hurt my feelings. You're not like mad or disgusting at me, but you're like, realistically, we need to do something separately. Yep. All right. Sit me down. What are you saying to me? Hey, Lair. How was your day? Good. I know it was good because I was with you the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) But now, no, I would say, listen, I have been having some thoughts about like I've been stressed with work and I've been stressed about family stuff and I've been even stressed about like us together and I was I'm trying to be more proactive in trying to be independent for myself because I think sometimes you have to take accountability before Mm -hmm. you're just like you're so and what I was thinking about is like I feel like I'm in the best way like I love you so much and we're so comfortable together that I almost find myself in moments just leaning into our friendship almost too much and it's almost like an out for me where I'm like when's the last time like I asked a coworker to go get dinner because we get dinner all the time I wanted to be honest with you that I think I'm gonna try to actively because our relationship is so strong I love you so much you're my best friend I really want to try to start making sure that I'm nurturing other parts of my life outside of our friendship because we're so solid that I'm like fuck am I just like taking the easy way out that we're always together and I'm not allowing myself to like branch out and do other things. And so I want to be upfront with you that like, if next time you ask me to go to dinner and I'm like, Oh my God, no, I love you. We're all good. It's more just cause I'm like, I kind of, I really want to push myself to get out of my comfort zone 
make new friends at my job, go see my brother sometimes in the city, go like even also take some time for myself. And I want to be upfront with you. So you don't think I'm being like weird and being like, I don't, I hate you, whatever. Like we're good. I just want to try to start doing things with for myself sometimes. That was great. So like write that down, then go do that. No, but think about that. No, that was fantastic. What, what there, nothing that I said you're doing wrong because if you're in a codependent situation, that's also on me. So I'm saying, I, and it's also like sometimes you need to fucking blow smoke up their ass. I love you. We're so good. But I need, but I'm But I also realizing. think it's really fair to say like if you feel me saying no and pulling away, it, it's yeah. not like, it's not because yeah. you did something or I'm mad yeah. at you. It's because I'm. Totally. And I think sometimes I, what I've realized in therapy, and I know you feel this way, is like so many times when we're so annoyed with someone, we really can't see our own shit. And every single time I ever go into a situation now moving forward in life, whether it's with a partner or a family member, I always just speak from me, what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. Because when you're like, this is how the bad version would go. Hey, I feel like recently I can't really breathe I feel like we're so attached at the hip and sometimes like I just want my own thing and I feel like it's like if I'm going to dinner you're coming to dinner with me and I feel like it's like we need space you're always wanting to do what I'm doing and like I I just feel like we're like in this site like already it's like I'm talking to you you're not no you just own it you have to own it for yourself because I think codependent situations are not gonna get you're not gonna convince the person it was created together yes take some accountability bitch and then you actually have to make it work and you have to put yourself out there because I think sometimes people think they want to get out of it and then it's like okay go to dinner by yourself tonight don't sit down on the couch with her and watch tv and like a quick aside that I thought of of like that of like this conversation because obviously that's not going to be an easy conversation that you're like all right let me sit down and like Tell Alex this tonight, like, the metaphor that I've been given by my therapist, classic. Love it. um, And use, like, before I have a difficult conversation, like, because for a difficult conversation, like, you're never going to just, like, feel, like, ready. Like, oh, I am so ready to, like, conquer this conversation. Never. So, like, it sounds stupid, but, like, I literally close my eyes and she's, like, imagine yourself, like, you're on, like, the high dive, like, a really fucking high dive. Like, and you have that antsy feeling in your stomach. You're never going to be, like, okay, like, let me dive I'm ready you probably sat down you probably wrote a few things down you Mm -hmm. thought about that but like when it's time to have the conversation you have to literally just imagine yourself flinging yourself off I feel like I have so many more difficult conversations now Mm -hmm. and it's because I'm not waiting to feel ready because I'm never gonna feel ready I'm just like fuck I have to have it let's go and go and then once you're in it you can still feel awkward but once you're done you did what you needed to do so it's like you're gonna feel better after it you're never gonna be like this conversation is so easy and I feel like what we've gotten good at because like even if like we're having a difficult conversation and like you can tell me we have like a little nervous energy Mm -hmm. at the end it's like also like I know I just like said some things to you like you can process that and like if you want to have a follow-up like let's have a follow-up like we don't we don't need to never like even though this was maybe a little awkward we don't have to never not talk about it again totally and I know I'm the one coming to you with all these thoughts so when you're feeling like you've processed this like knock on my door let's talk you got this, daddy. Um, okay. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years, and it's almost perfect in every aspect, except he doesn't like giving me head. I've explained so much how I like it and how it feels different, etc., and he still doesn't do it. The rest of the sex is good. We've used a vibrator so he doesn't 
so he's not scared of adding things in for me, but a girl needs to get regular head. How do I raise this with him so that he will actually change? Protest. No, literally protest. Um, No, you know what? Something I was thinking about, there is nothing more awkward than actually bringing something up to a partner about something that you're dissatisfied with having sex. I was just going to say the same thing. Like, this is someone that you love and you have a respect for, and, like, it is really fucking awkward to genuinely be, like, you're not satisfying me in a specific way. Like, mm-hmm. and I need, and, and because then what the fear in my mind, cause I've had this in relationships before is then you also worry, Oh my God, then is he going to then go down and do it? And it's going to be awkward. Cause I asked him to do it and I begged him and now he doesn't even want to be doing it. And you're overthinking it. And this is sex. You're supposed to be light and free and having, so it's, I empathize with anyone whether it's you don't like the sex you're having you're having too rough it's too soft your partner's not doing this this or this it's fucking hard to have a conversation about your sex life of something you want to change or change this is an add-in adding in is fun that's easy like oh what if we tried this easy change telling someone you don't like what they're doing that's fucking tough yeah so the positive here is that He's, like, down to use a vibrator. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm taking away that, like, he cares about you having an orgasm. What I'm curious about, and, like, maybe this could be a conversation, is, like, does he not like going down on you because he's, like, insecure about his abilities? Mm -hmm. Is it something about the process that, like, like, he's, like, I'm so sorry, but, like, I just, I don't know, I can't, like... Does your V smell? Yeah. Like, like maybe I can't like, get over like the, for some reason, like I'm so sorry. And I'm so I maybe he feels so bad to say maybe your V does smell. And he's like, I'm really sorry. But like something about like the smell or the taste like I'm having issues with. Because that's what I was going to say. It's either the smell or the taste that he's maybe like. It's I, two reasons. The smell or the taste. Or he's insecure. Or he's insecure about his abilities. Or he's just like if, if I'm sorry, but if he's grossed out by it, then like that that just is like unacceptable. Like I, I, well, I feel like I've heard guys before be like. Oh, I would no. I don't fucking do that. And it's like I feel like it's like almost it, like a sexuality like, thing of like like, a, like oh that's simp behavior. Oh maybe, yeah. Like they're like oh like I'm not your bitch. Like I'm not gonna like yet. I it's almost like toxic masculinity of a man being like I don't need to do that. Like yeah maybe. Right, it is giving misogyny. Of like I'm not gonna go down there. Like I'm not gonna eat a pussy. Yeah, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled refuses to eat pussy. I swear to God. I can't type with these mouths. Said he expects oral sex but won't return the favor because I don't eat pussy. Wait. Is he saying like real men don't eat pussy? DJ Khaled said he expects oral sex but won't return the favor because because there are different rules for men. That's so misogynistic and disgusting. Yeah. That that to me is the answer because I feel like when I was in college, I could remember. Okay, yeah, that's also a thing, like something to put out there. Like if he's giving you like, okay, so we said like, oh, what are the two? We were, be- we were giving the nice benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Maybe there's some hygiene issues that we got to work on together. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's insecure about his ability. Maybe he's a misogynistic, misogynistic asshole. If he says anything like, well, like, Guys don't eat pussy or, like, real men, like... You say another one. Okay, DJ Khaled, <laughs> go fuck yourself. If he is giving the vibe of, like... DJ well, Khaled? If he, if he is giving the vibe of, well, girls do that to guys, but guys don't do that to girls, It's no. over. It's over. No. I think you say, oh, okay, equality. Um, okay. So it starts with him not going down on you, and then it ends with... What's even more misogynistic? He, he doesn't let you work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he tells you you can't vote in the next election. 
He tells you you can't bone. And he says, get in the kitchen with the children. You can't drive. Get in the back seat. This is where it's going. This is this. I love this girl literally is going to go to her boyfriend and her boyfriend's going to be like, oh, babe, like, I just feel like I'm so bad at it. Maybe Meanwhile, we're like, got a shame. You're dating. You're a misogynist. Fuck. And he is DJ Khaled and he will never respect you. And you can't go in next year's election. Like, this is huge, girl. Like, we got to move on. Like, we don't care about this shit. Get out. Get out. Get out. Voting DJ rights. Voting rights. Autonomy over our bodies. Autonomy for you to eat this pussy, bitch. Um, we can we can call we can this win. episode if he's not going down on you. He's a misogynistic <laughs> fuck. That's it. Yeah. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>